As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. But if you are a parent who's looking for formula right now, struggling to find what you need, do you have a, a, even a rough guess of how long these shortages are going to last? What should parents be bracing for here? Well, we've already seen an increase in supply over the past couple of weeks. What we are seeing, which is an enormous problem, is hoarding. Uh, people hoarding because they're fearful. Uh, that is one element of it. And people hoarding because they are trying to profit off of fear, fearful parents. So that is also something we're focused on. Hoarding. Well, who wouldn't hoard? At this point, I mean, babies have to eat, right? I mean, geez, who wouldn't at this point? What a ridiculous remark from her, though. That's uh, Jen Psaki. Did it, it, when is her last presser? Was it yesterday? Today? I don't even care. She's going to be over. She's going to be going over to uh, one of the CNN and MSNBCs, something like that. She'll be over there. Welcome to the show. It's Friday. Happy Friday to you. I am your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you. And... This, uh, the formula shortages, still a major issue. And I was going to share with you, because now, thankfully, there's some people in, in Congress that are doing stuff about it. Beth Van Dyne was saying, she had tweeted out, that uh, they know that a lot of people are looking for it. They made a uh, DFW baby formula here just in our Dallas area. So your lawmakers may be doing something like this. Uh, and they have a website locating the stock in each store, like in your area. So there might be something like that. Ask your lawmakers about this. Your lawmakers should be doing this for you. And if they're not, you better be asking them why they're not. So a lot of, um, whoo, goodness, they're hoarding. Actually, I don't even think that there's enough of a supply, to be honest with you, for anybody to hoard. I don't think there isn't because what did we say yesterday in some of these areas, it's like 60% stock depleted and some of these other areas, it's 40% stock depleted. I mean, it's pretty, you know, and then not, and, and with the, the formula situation too, by the way, the issue, and I talked about this, I think it was late last week and earlier this week, this has been a problem with the FDA for a long time over at the Federalist, Madeline Osborne uh, did a deep dive into this, that this has gone on way 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 before this has been happening for quite some time because they said that the fda they have to have manufacturers meeting certain requirements to be considered what they call fda registered and this issue it's a big weedy issue that gets into how you know really fda regulations and the the crackdown on european formulas that they've had there's just a number of things this was all happening well before 
Abbott Manufacturing's voluntary recall, and the FDA still has that plant shut down, even though, again, I don't know how many times i got to say this, there's absolutely no evidence at all whatsoever showing that any of the formula, any of the things that they were producing were even coming into contact with, with any of this, uh, with any of the bacteria, etc. So they said, Yesterday, they finally they finally decided to address it after they, they had to be getting a ton of heat on this, which they should. They had to have been getting a ton of heat on this. And then, of course, there was the story yesterday about all of the, the people crossing illegally at the border and how they're first to get uh, some formula. Hard to find baby formula. And that they had uh, pallets that were shipped down there. Their shelves down there at the f- processing facilities are full. And yet... The, the shelves at home are not. That's just wild. It is absolutely wild to me that this is even an issue. And it's still an issue. And the response from the White House yesterday was, yeah, well, we're looking at it. Well, when are you planning on having something done about it? Oh, uh, you know, when we can. We're doing it. And then they sit here and they tell moms, they scare the hell out of moms. And they're like, don't you, don't you dare make this stuff at home. You'll poison your baby. Moms are, you know what, babies, we didn't have formula this uh, the entire time as species. I mean, my grandparents didn't have formula. My mom, they didn't have formula with my mom. What they say? Goat's milk is a good substitute, excellent substitute. There's, there's, there's actual ways around this. So fret not. Now, I told you how if you were driving on Memorial Day to get ready for super ridiculously high gas prices, there's going to be a surge and it's increasing. And now Nancy Pelosi said that she's got a great great way to make it worse, apparently, which is just asinine. She's hinting. I mean, it pretty much suggests it sounds like she's pushing for price controls, to be honest, like some price fixing. She's hammering gas companies and saying that I know she's she's pushing a federal hive right now i want to take google docs and i want to go and just beat up everybody who ever created it and all their families that's what i want to do right now i want to beat them all up she's hammering gas everything's freezing she's hammering gas companies for what she says is consumer exploitation but from what i'm seeing they're not i mean this is not a predatory gouging this is just how much it is and they're so excited democrats so badly want to target this industry they so badly want it. They want to go after oil and gas so bad. They, uh, they've been hammering, sending out, saying ExxonMobil reported, you know, $5 billion in profits, etc. Well, well, you're making everything more expensive. You're making, you're restricting everything. What do you think is going to happen? And then they, and then he canceled. And I've told you this, the uh, two new, there were a couple of new leases. They've scrapped a whole bunch of, of oil and LNG leases, which is insane to me. Gulf of Mexico and Alaska's Cook Inlet, huge blow to domestic production. Department of the Interior said that the Cook Inlet, they couldn't, look, they couldn't let it move forward because there just wasn't any interest in leasing the area. Was there, well, was there? And then you have the ongoing litigation with a number of other uh, companies with a number of other leases. You have offshore drilling. I mean, this is, it's just, it's pretty silly to nix some leases, wrap up others in litigation, and then now you're hinting at canceling these three offshore leases. I mean, this is, this is some serious stuff.
Wall Street Journal was pretty shocked about it. They had an editorial out that was yesterday evening. They said this is just going to further fuel the friction he's got. He's, this is an industry that he's got to depend on in order to help break up uh, backup supply chain, to help break up high gas, to help alleviate high gas prices. And here, causing further, it's just targeting the industry for no good reason at all whatsoever. There's no reason except to make us more dependent upon foreign nations. A one million plus acre lease in Alaska that was canceled by the Interior Department. It's just shocking to me. And meanwhile, here now, I, I mean, we better not have gas lines. U.S. Speaker, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats, headline, will next week present a bill on gas price gouging. They want the president to be able to issue an emergency declaration to make it illegal to increase the price of gas. They say that all of this is price gouging. Pelosi said, quote, this is a major exploitation of the consumer. But taxes aren't, apparently. Hmm. And she tried to say that it was a Putin tax hike, but she didn't. What? So what? She's like, this is this is this has got to stop. She said this absolutely has to stop the price gouging. It's not price gouging. The audio on this, I was looking at my I think we have this. Yeah. Audio by 13. Listen to this. And price gouging needs to be stopped. This is a major exploitation of the consumer, because this is a, a, a product the, the consumer must have. Again, the, the Putin tax cut, hike at the pump is a part of this, and you would think that the oil companies would compensate for that rather than exploit the opportunity that it... So we- Wait, put, what the hell is a Putin tax cut hike? Putin tax cut hike. Okay. Yeah, they're getting all their stuff mixed up. Good heavens. They didn't, didn't Carter do this? Didn't Nixon do this? 71, here's a piece. This is Cato Institute. Literally called Remembering Nixon's Wage and Price Controls. Talking about TARP, Too Big to Fail, Government Motors, Pazar, all the Bush Obama era. And then they went back to August 15, 1971. Nixon announced he's freezing, ordering a freeze on prices and wages throughout the U.S. And that it would be approved by a pay board and a price commission with an eye towards eventually lifting controls. And yeah, there was no national emergency. They had unemployment at 6%, inflation at a point higher than it was now. Uh, Markets rallied, the press swooned, et cetera, et cetera. But... Milton Friedman said it was going to be disastrous, and Friedman was right. It was disastrous, and, and people pay the price. It's when you have, and this is a great piece. I'll send this out later. Uh, when that, a good historical deep dive on what Nixon did. Because when you, you can't, to give that kind of authority, the, the executive branch is a little nuts. Well, it's unconstitutional. This, the damage that presidents do, as Cato noted as well, with economic powers that can take sometimes generations to recover from, generations to repair. Like one of the reasons that they had the gas lines in the late 70s had to do with the uh, oil embargo, the Arab oil embargo in 73. So this, to have something like this with Pelosi for her, for her and Schumer, I mean, at least they're recognizing that inflation isn't something that's temporary now. But... I mean, 
gas light gas lines good heavens to have something to do this now to try to that's not the problem the problem isn't isn't something that you that is a wage control issue now a few other things we're going to be hitting today on the program why are we funding house representative staff getting free peloton memberships at our taxpayer expense we're going to talk about that elon musk's twitter buyout is temporarily on hold because he's questioning the validity of their claim that only five percent or less of their accounts are spam and bots and he says he doesn't really he doesn't agree with that so all of that he says it's still underway he's still committed but that's on hold right now he may be renegotiating a price who knows so we're going to get into that as well. Also, it looks like a sweet meteor of death may be heading to planet Earth after all. I knew Smod wouldn't let us down. I got that for you. I got culture. We got woke. We got all kinds of stuff. Still haven't heard from Dr. Oz, amazingly enough. Have you heard of American Wagyu? No. Well, I'm here to tell you it is some of the most sought after beef in the world and I can get you two free pounds. So our new friends at Good Ranchers are giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code Dana. So not only does Good Ranchers sell 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality, it is one of the best burgers on the market. And you'll find boxes like the Ranchers Classic, their best-selling combo of beef and chicken, or the new Prepper Kit. And with meat prices soaring, Good Ranchers will help you stock up. Have food security and save $25 on every box for life just with your subscription. So as long as you're subscribed, your price is not going to change. Two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation. Yeah, this offer is not going to last long. So visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com Dana. GoodRanchers.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, first and foremost, we have an image of the black hole in the center of our galaxy now. It's actually pretty cool stuff. I like science. It says that scientists have uh, revealed the very first image of the black hole at the very center of our galaxy. And they've, they've had an image of it before, but this one is at... That this one though is the, the most important example. It's at the very center of the Milky Way. They use the Event Horizon Telescope, not the scary horror movie, which actually is pretty freaky, uh, to get the first image of the Sagittarius A, the Muse Song Q, supermassive black hole at the center of our home galaxy, and it's actually pretty cool. And I they had another bunch of other stuff. They said, oh well, uh, the black hole that was spotted inside of this one it bends the lights and they're they compared it to all these other numerically named black holes and it's just real cool that's all you need to know it's really cool waiting for smod barbie unveiled the first doll with hearing aids and the first ken doll with uh vitiligo as part of a diversity and inclusion inclusion push so it's just basically a barbie with a pink thing on her ear okay i mean i don't i mean i don't have a problem with any of that but at the same time, I don't know. Is it? Like, who cares? Did, I just do these people that do this ever play with dolls? Do they? Because like when you play with dolls, you there's like it's fantasy and you're you're acting out, right? Kane's like shaking his head. Oh my gosh! Can I just say that the Ken dolls they look they have skinny legs and they look like flat chested chicks yeah. with short hair. Let's just the Ken dolls are just disgusting. It's just it just makes me just sad it makes me sad inside and 
I'm feeling very Gen X right now. A dark money nonprofit aligned with Nancy Pelosi has apparently been delinquent in her home state for months now, according to filings, out of compliance. The House Majority Forward cannot collect any money from California residents, which houses some of the biggest progressive donors. And the delinquency means that this Pelosi group, they've been barred from soliciting or accepting any kind of contributions in the entire state, which is where most of their donors live. Great job, guys. Great job. The real handmaidens, the Taliban, has ordered all Afghan women to cover their faces again in public with a burqa, and they cannot leave their house under for under any reason without a man. The group says the ideal face covering is the all-encompassing blue burqa. That's, that was a, their symbol until 01. And it's their supreme leader, and they have a number of restrictions. They can't drive. They can't do anything. They had a pretty relative freedom under the government after the Taliban was driven out. It's just weird to see them sitting in these, like, plush seats in a little meeting, a little government meeting, talking about how women don't have rights. So they said if a woman fails to cover her face, uh, her father or closest male relative could be imprisoned and fired. And they said that a lot of women in urban areas like Kabul don't cover their faces. And so they cannot leave their house for under any circumstances at all whatsoever unless they are escorted by men. And um, then they, they're, they're not allowed, men and women are not allowed to visit parks at the same time. There's, there's even restrictions on women's travel with male chaperones. This is when you need an all-female terrorist group to burn them alive in a giant vat of acid and then turn the entire area to glass. That's just me. Smile. That's the that's real handmaiden stuff right there. Like, all these women sitting here griping about, do we don't make you cover your faces in public, and some of you should. We don't make you cover your faces in public. You know? I'm just saying. Good heavens. It's not the same thing. All right, so coming up, smods on the way, Twitter buyouts on hold. Why are we paying for government's Peloton memberships in, during an inflation? This and a whole bunch of other stuff. God bless Duran Duran. Stick with us. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler. Not just because you're in better looking loungewear, because most loungewear just sucks. You can do everything better. Thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. I don't sit here. I don't care about telling you about how innovative it is. It feels like it's made from kittens. It's like angels sewed it with kitten fur. I don't know. But it's comfortable and you can lounge at home in it. It's great for summer because the lightweight, stretchy fabric, God bless innovation. So look, this is why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people dig themselves some Tommy John underwear and loungewear, or as I like to say, leisure wear. You can shop tommyjohn.com slash Dana now and get 20% off your first order. Tommy John fanatics are happy about this. And if you're not a fanatic, you will be. Get 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash Dana. Check out them joggers. Check out them Henleys. TommyJohn.com slash Dana. See site for details. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. I'm just wondering, if you're a parent today and you go to the store, you can't find any formula on the shelves, um, as is being reported across the country, what, what is the step that they should take? What is the administration's guidance on the immediate step they should take? Is there a hotline that they can call? Should they take the baby to the hospital? What should they do? Well, I would say those are important public health questions, but what I can report on here, or what I can convey to all of you is what we're doing to address exactly that concern, which is uh, taking every step we can to ensure there is supply on store shelves. And we have increased the supply over the last four weeks. Um, 
Wow, those are in public questions. Those are important public questions. But what I can convey to you is that we're is that we're doing these address specifically, specifically the issues here for you about the question. Welcome back to the show, Daniel Lazier. There's Jen Saki. So what? Good heavens! It was kind of like what did Harris say? It is time for us to do what we've been doing and that time is every day (laughs) (laughs) isn't that what she said (laughs) oh man i saw this uh, this headline from babylon b starving american babies disguise themselves as ukrainian soldiers in hopes of getting 40 billion (laughs) dollars in federal aid (laughs) it was a baby with face paint on (laughs) oh my gosh except all i gotta do take them babies down to the border just take them down to the border and cross the Rio and then come back in. Yeah. And just, you know, just keep your head down. Hide your driver's license. Okay, just just do that. Enter, come back in, break the law, and be like, hey, I broke the law. Where's my where's my free formula? Where's that at? And you can they could also go shop can't they go shopping too at the um Well no, probably can't. They'd probably say you're you're stealing. Couldn't you go shopping down there at their their little commissary thing that they have down there? I'm thinking, maybe. Oh, man. What a mess. They have no answers. Maybe, I mean, how extreme is the situation? Should they just go to the hospital? I mean, the come on. There's a goat milk formula out there. There's a million other recipes online. You're telling me all, all these people can use their phones to post stuff on Insta and do TikToks and everything else, but you can't look up a formula recipe? I mean, what did people, can I just like be real for a minute? Can we just all drop pretense and I'll be real? Like what in the ever-loving hell did our, our ancestors do before we had formula? They just died, Dana. They all died. I mean, what did, ha- no babies survive. What did they do before then? Right? You're telling me that you can't unless the government bippity-boppity-boos open Abbott Manufacturing? That you don't trust yourself enough and trust, I mean, come on. Look how... Can I be honest? I get that it's a crisis, but I also think that this exposes how much how the reliancy upon federal government. There is such a dependency, a reliance on federal government. It's crazy. That now you're even that you would even question yourself over whether or not you could do a formula at home. That's pretty I mean, if you take your kid to the hospital because you can't feed them, don't you think they'd call social services? That's the thing that I don't know if anybody's addressed that in this part. Jiminy Christmas. We're going to address that exactly concern and take the steps that we take every day. See, if you want the formula, just go to the border and cross. You can have it come into the country. I mean, there's a lot of alternatives out there. Am I being too harsh and saying like, why? I mean, I get it that it is, but it it's tough. And I get it that some moms are freaking out. But like you, can you like trust yourself to take care of your baby? Like, do not seek your validation from Uncle Sam. Okay, do not, you don't need to be told by a manufacturing facility. No, this is not appropriate for your baby who we've never seen before. We know nothing about. Totally inappropriate for your baby to eat. There's like all kinds of stuff. There's like a million goat milk formula recipes out there. Just saying. There's a lot of them out there. 
Man, I wish I'd have, I'd have gotten in the black market baby formula. A hell of a lot. I could have gotten in into that cane. We could have been making oodles of money. Same. Oodles of money. But I do, I mean, I don't want to be mean about it, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, everybody, take a deep breath here. I get it. It's super serious. But at the same time, that you are not without recourse. You are not without an option. You don't, your babies don't have to starve. Although I do think it's ridiculous that the Biden administration's like, well, yes, we're going to have hearings on this. Let's wait until May 25th. Two weeks sounds good. Yeah, two weeks sounds good. Babies don't need to eat that often. No, not at all. Jeez. I trust yourself. Trust your instincts. You don't have to have the government validate it. Now, a few things here. The sweet meteor of death. An asteroid, a glorious, beautiful asteroid, bigger than the Empire State Building, is hurtling towards Earth. Kane, New York Post has this story. NASA's keeping a very close eye on this huge asteroid. It's asteroid, you know what its name is? Asteroid 388945. No, it's amazing. Mr. 388945 is hurtling towards Earth. It's predicted to be 1,608 feet wide. Just for comparison, the New York's, the New York Empire State Building is 1,454 feet wide. And so it would cause some serious damage. But see, that's not big enough. I don't want serious damage. Just take out the planet. You know, take out this miserable rock. How about that? Is that, t- is that, t- is that too cynical and mean on a Friday? <laughs> We've heard too many smod stories that end up just being, you know, missing Earth by a million miles. It's a tease. Now, now wait, here's a, now this is where, this is where we're all misled. Because they go, well, an asteroid of this size would cause some serious damage if it hit Earth. If. There's no need to panic, though, as asteroid 388945 should pass us at a distance of about 300, three and a half million miles away. But that's not a very large distance. NASA still has it flagged as a close approach. I don't like close approach. I don't like that as a description. Here's what close approach is. When I'm pulling into a parking space because I can drive fast, but if the, if the future of human life on Earth depended upon me parking like a competent human being in a regular parking spot, we'd all be dead, okay? Let me just, let me just lay this out. What I consider to be a close approach is when I'm pulling into a parking spot and my little perimeter thing goes, Because I'm about to graze the whole side off of somebody else's vehicle. That's what I consider a close approach, right? That's a close approach. And they said that if an asteroid comes within 4.6 million miles of Earth and it's over a certain size, that's considered potentially hazardous. But, but by cautious space agencies, but not those reckless space agencies, the one that throw cautions to the, they throw caution to the wind. Get closer. So anyway, they said it's going to shoot past. It's going to be about 18,000 miles per hour. I'm really sad. It's not big enough. They, but Elon Musk did, did tweet at one point, a big rock will eventually hit Earth, and we have no defense. Do we need one, though? I mean, I think this has been a fun experiment. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, the headline that I'm getting ready to share with you kind of just goes into that, right? It's been, a, it's been fun, guys. San Diego, they've changed the definition of woman in a new ordinance. See, now if you were on the if you were on the fence about smod, this is going to change your mind, okay? The um, San Diego Board County Board of Supervisors adopted new definition of woman. 
so they can house biological males who want to be women in the women's jails and in the women's homeless shelters. Oh, and even in the women's domestic violence shelters, you know, where women who are fleeing men beating them are forced then to suffer in the same space as a man who identifies as a woman but is still sexually attracted to women. Those, yeah, those shelters. I mean, dudes in domestic violence shelters totally does not sound like a recipe for complete disaster, Kane, at all whatsoever. (sighs) And it adopts the United Nations Convention on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women. And by eliminating the discrimination against women, they're just going to eliminate women. Guys, we here at the UN, we have a great way of eliminating discrimination against all women. Let's eliminate women. Well, that will take care of all discrimination against women. Yes, it will, Bob. You can't discriminate against women if there are no women. <laughs> Golly. So, there. And why, why is the UN doing this? It's a, the UN is nothing more than a giant pit of international welfare. That's all it is. I've seen... Honestly, I mean, I've watched, I watch cops. I've seen people dealing crack out of cardboard boxes on Skid Row and that had that have they and their whole enterprise has way more integrity than the UN ever did. So they had a public hearing in San Diego on agenda item 34. They had 437 people who spoke in opposition to the ordinance. Only 40 spoke in support. And the board was like, we don't care. And they decided to go against it anyway. This is crazy. And, man, there was one woman, she was going off on the board. And, it, and it's a long video, so I'm not going to play it. But it was, it, it, I mean, the, the people, they were making excellent points. And they were saying, well, how does this not affect, first off, how does it not affect women's security? How does it not affect their rehabilitation when they've come out of a domestic abuse situation? You know, in your house, you're forcing them to, to, to be in these domestic violence shelters. How does this not, you know, in prisons? California already has a problem right now with men identifying as women going into prisons and raping women. And I've, I've, I've talked to a number of, of advocates that are working with women in jails about this. So, yeah, they passed it in San Diego. <sighs> Man, alive. So they're, how are you defending women's rights where it can turn, and, and screaming about rape and incest as it relates to abortion? And then you're literally putting, some of them themselves are sexual predators they're convicted and then they say that though we want to identify as women and the judges and the DA and everybody else are so damn stupid. They're like, wait a minute, this guy who sexually assaulted women and was convicted and is now going to prison or is a rapist and now identifies as a woman wants to be housed in a prison, a women's prison. Nothing about that raises any red flag to me. Let's go ahead and put him in, put him in the lady gin pop. You're all these people that have been screaming about rape and incest with with regards to abortion. They're fine with this. So what we talk about protections for women. This is crazy. So yeah, this is why I'm like sweet meteor of death. You think I'm being cynical, overly cynical, and maybe a little bit fatalist. But really, when you look at the headlines, am I? You know, I mean, God did flood the planet. I'm just saying. You know, you can flood it with fire and ash too, <laughs> not just water. Oh, and I have more though. There's some good news. Netflix went scorched earth. On woke employees. So there is a little glimmer of hope there. Because they sent out a financial. After their financial report. Their their stock dropped 37%. 
Netflix is now moving to adjust its culture and re-engage its frustrated audience. They put out a culture memo dealing with artistic expression. We're going to talk more about this coming up because they they slammed the woke. I'll explain to you what they said. I can't believe they're doing it, but finally. Now, can they take off their crappy, like their he's pregnant programming? Can they stop that? It'd be great. Hey, folks, my new special Biden's Big Oil Lie is available right now exclusively on the first TV. As gas prices rise, the financial squeeze on American families is getting tighter by the day. And instead of easing that suffering, the administration hides behind calculated red tape regulations to dismantle domestic energy production. And the motivation, why is Biden and the Green Agenda cronies, why have they sold out America so easily? I'll break it all down and explain the massive national security ramifications in Biden's Big Oil Lie. Biden's Big Oil Lie is available now for the First TV subscribers. Just visit thefirsttv.com slash Dana, subscribe and start watching today. And remember, as a First TV subscriber, you not only get access to exclusive specials and content, you're supporting the only network dedicated to the fight for free speech. And that's why they're called The First. So don't miss Biden's Big Oil Lie at thefirsttv.com slash Dana. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Make sure you go subscribe to Chapter and Verse, my newsletter. Always kind of good stuff sent out. I uh, A couple of things here. I saw this, uh, a new study, a gold standard CO2 monitoring study shared by a doctor who it was looking at basically face masks, short-term surgical mask usage, inhaled CO2 levels, acceptable forbidden level for workers due to its frequent association with headache, nausea, drowsy, drowsiness, rhinitis, etc. So I had to go and do like, you know, go, I had to go to, what is it, a Quest Lab and just do like blood work, right? Like annual well stuff. Went in there. I'll be damned. And it's like one of those things that's, it's like a pop-up. It's it's kind of its own structure within a grocery store. Does that make sense? So you go in the grocery store and then you have to go like to the side of the grocery store and you open the door and it's in there. You don't have to wear a mask in the grocery store because we're past this. It's endemic and those masks do absolutely nothing, as I've said consistently this entire time. And went in there and I and I saw the sign on the door. It said, oh, you have to have a mask. Come in here. I'm like, you're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you for real? So I had to go back to my car and find something crumpled up in like the console. Go out, go back in the store. And I made, I mean, when I don't want to do something, I don't want to do it. And I am canal test. The worst brat, there's no toddler that can match me. It's like, imagine a giant hateful toddler. That's me. Walked in and I mean, it was crumpled. It was on backwards. And I had it crooked on my face. I refused to put it or pinch it around my nose. Standing there, you know, and I didn't put my stuff in. And there was a woman who was sitting. She had her mask on, dutifully on. And I don't care if you wear a mask. Don't you dare judge me or I'll go cough on you. And she had it pinched around her nose. And she just could not. She just did not stare at me. She just could not stop staring. And I could tell it was because she was like, why is she? Because I looked ridiculous. I mean, I was wearing my mask. I purposely was wearing it stupid. And she would not stop staring at me. So I did what any other normal person would have done. I lifted my mask up over my face and coughed into my hand. And then looked right at her. <laughs> it's like the passive aggressive stuff, you know. 
Oh my gosh. And then, and of course, you guys know I have like major allergy issues. I've had sinus surgery, all this stuff. I do, I have to do allergy drops. I have a prescription nose spray. It's like real, and I get vertigo if, because my uh, eustachian tubes clog up. So it's like a real, it's like a real serious thing with me. And we're in the middle of allergy season hell. So I can't, I'm, you know, I turn into a mouth breather on the best days. I have to wear this damn thing on my face. So we get in there and I told the lady who's doing the blood draw. I was like, I just didn't let you know I'm probably going to pass out because I can't breathe and you're taking blood. And she's like, you can't breathe? I go, no. I'm like, I've got sinusitis. I've had sinus surgery, all this other stuff. And I have to wear this uh, redacted face diaper. And she's like, if you want to lift it up, you can't. She's like, it's stupid. It's just the policy of the, so I guess it's quest policy. But I legit, I was like, I'm going to pass out and bleed all over your floor. It's what's going to happen. So she, it's like, so stupid. It's so damn stupid. It's the little things, you know. Uh, all right. So we've got more to come. We've got a second hour of the show on the way. And you know, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert's going to be joining us later on, too. So that'll make a lot of people. That'll make the trolls mad. Let's let, let's rustle the jimmies. we got a lot on the way. Stick with us. More of the Dana Show back after this. Service is what drives them. Well, service and a ton of caffeine. We all know that first responder communities mean a lot to those that they serve. And Black Rifle Coffee wants to give you the opportunity to support those who stand strong on the front lines. From now through May 15th, you can gift a coffee club subscription to your local department, donate directly to first responder charities, or join the coffee club and have a portion of the sale go to those charities. With everything a coffee lover could ask for, Black Rifle Coffee Company develops their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as military members serving this great nation. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana and use code Dana at checkout to get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Now through May 15th, gift a coffee club subscription to your local department or join the coffee club and have a portion of the sale go directly to those charities. And use code Dana at checkout to get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana and use code Dana. Black Rifle Coffee, America's Coffee. Well, I don't think they compare. I think they actually reinforce each other. So the fact that things like inflation can happen and it can become more expensive to feed your kids and to fuel your car um, is exactly why people need to be able to be in charge of how many mouths they're going to have to feed. So I think the fact that we're seeing this jump in expenses, um, that we're seeing people having to pay more in the grocery store, pay more at the pump, pay more for housing, is a reason that people are saying, I need to be able to make my own decisions about when and if to start a family. So I don't think we're going to see them. I don't think it's like about comparing them or contrasting them. I think they reinforce for people just how big of a responsibility it is. I can't believe people go out and say this, like with their mouths and they with their persons. That's Democratic Representative Katie Porter out of California. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dana Lash. Good to be with you. We are in the middle of our program, second hour. So basically she's saying, well, you know, it's very, it's difficult to, you know, buy things because of inflation. So if you're struggling because of this economy, just kill your kids. Democrats versus babies, 2022. Who knew that big, that big fight was happening? That's Democrats right now. What are we going to do? Fight babies. When are we going to do it now? You know what? Her We got her theme song narrowed down. Hey, Steve, this is Katie Porter's theme song. Actually, this is Democrats' theme song. Go ahead and hit it. Because hell, hell is for children. That's her song right there. That's it. She rocks out to that. She drives her Camaro in Cali. Hell, 
on the Pacific Coast Highway, blasting, blasting her track. But for real, though, I mean, I'm just curious, like, what steps do these people want to take in the name of financial security? So you're at party, further screws up the economy, and your answer is, well, maybe just kill your babies. Maybe that is that their answer to the formula shortage, too? You got Planned Parenthood rubbing their hands together like some vaudeville villain. Yes, yes, if you can't afford your formula, just kill your babies. <laughs> They're only sad because they can't make money off it. Right. That's the only reason. Golly. And for the people watching on the first and streaming, that was uh, Hell is for Children by Pat Benatar. Oh, yeah, sorry. I keep they forgetting that sometimes. Yeah, they don't hear the music. Yeah, it's we have the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show that you can watch on the first. But we can't play the song because we'll get sued. We don't have the license for it. And by we, I mean the first. So the response, I guess, is to that's that's not at all in in any way accurate. And then you had this. That's their actual new. But that's see, this is not just a one off. And I've seen people trying to say that. Oh, well, that's just like one. No, because Gina Yellen said this. We talked about this the past couple of days. She was saying this. Good heavens. Well, you know, it's actually better for the economy if there are fewer people. Why is it the people that always say there need to be fewer people are never the ones to volunteer? You know, like if Katie Porter felt so strongly about it, you know, this is it's too expensive. Why you never they never volunteer themselves. They never do that. That's just wild to me that that is her actual Let's just, so what, is that what we're supposed to expect if families are struggling with rising prices? Just get rid of your kids. I mean, literal Hansel and Gretel here. We're going to go and take out our children and leave them in the woods. It's okay, Hansel. I left a trail of breadcrumbs. It's Hansel and Gretel. That's the Democrats right now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, with the, with the, the formula, I just, this is if you're so worried about a family expansion making it hard on your budget then do this thing called birth control what again these people like porter and others you know people need to be able to make that decision isn't that decision made when you're laying on your back is that that's when you make the decision? Let's stop forgetting how biology works. These people act like they slipped on a banana peel in the cereal aisle at the store and got pregnant. That's not how it works. I fell down and got pregnant. So crazy how this happens. <sighs> Can you imagine telling your girlfriends, I just had such a horrible day at work? I mean, I accidentally tripped and then I stubbed my toe and I got pregnant. So crazy. That's such a shame. Now I'm going to be forced to carry it. That's not how, that's how they act like this works. They always take out their own personal responsibility. They have no personal responsibility, but other people have to bear that responsibility. Well, I'm too damn lazy to be an empowered woman and make sure I'm not screwing everything with a, with a heartbeat. So uh, you're going to have to die. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you okay. How is that wrong? Kane's dying over here. I'm just saying what you guys can't because you're because people will be like, you're a sexist. So I'm saying it so you can't. But that's what they're doing. They're so empowered. But yet I just I can't stop walking. Screwing everything that walks. So because I have no self-control, you child must die. 
That's what it is. And then they have the audacity to say, well, everyone else should be killing their kids, too, because that's how, you know, you're struggling with bills and inflation. This is the craziest thing. But yet here we here's the left. I'm okay for them running on this platform. I hope they do. I hope they run on this platform. Oh, man, alive. What what a just it's it's and, and also too another quick thing. Fewer people in the economy is actually bad for the economy. Right? I mean, you look, there are what, 63 million people uh, who were not, who were aborted in the past 50 years, right? That So think about the deprivation suffered by society of future earners, the deprivation suffered by society of innovators, the deprivation suffered by society from a loss of revenue from 63 million people. So how is that actually good for the economy? It's rhetorical because the answer is it's not. Oh, I'm trying so hard to be nice. I wanted to say one other quick little thing here came. Have you seen the movie Cry Baby with Johnny Depp? I don't think so. Okay, then you're not going to know my reference that I was going to make to the person whose audio we just played there's like 10 people out in our audience that are going to get this so i'm just i'm just going to go on i'm just going to move on i'll just yeah here hang on for sidebar with kane real quick that's all yeah google that there you go all right so (laughs) let's move on here oh tell you and we have uh, congresswoman lauren bobert who's coming up at the uh, after our headline segment all right a few things here dun, dun, dun. i don't know if you guys saw this let me pull this up here's a tweet a fun little tweet the white house tweeted this out yesterday evening quote when president biden took office millions were unemployed and there was no vaccine available in the last 15 months, the economy has created 8.3 million jobs and the unemployment rate stands at 3.6%. The fastest decline in unemployment to start a president's term ever recorded. This is so dumb. So where do we start? When President Biden took office, millions were unemployed because Democrats pushed a lockdown and there was a vaccine available because President Biden took it. And not only, yeah, he took it twice. He had two shots before he was ever into the White House. Furthermore, Pfizer and Moderna were already producing and manufacturing vaccines. And additionally, the fastest decline in unemployment to start a president's term ever recorded. Well, what do you think is going to happen when you shut down the economy And then people go back to work after you shut down the economy. These aren't jobs that you created here, Cotton. These are these are people going back to work after you prevented them from going back to work. This is crazy. And he's taking credit for this. And nobody in the media is saying anything at all whatsoever. Nobody. Nobody is at all whatsoever saying a single thing about it. Nobody in the press. This is actual misinformation. And they're being totally quiet on it because this isn't and that the job creation is not true. That number's just is not true, a true one. So good heavens, they, they pushed this last night. 
And I just, I saw all these journals retweeting it, etc. It's going to get worse with the lease freezing and all of that. Now, here's another piece of information for you. This comes by way of Project Veritas. So an FBI whistleblower, and I'm really glad that we still have whistleblowers. An FBI whistleblower leaked a document showing that the Bureau was targeting a whole bunch of, the, not just news media, but also this whistleblower showed that parents were absolutely targeted with a threat tag. Yeah, because we know that they were calling them terrorists, and apparently they were also uh, categorizing them as being like a threat for whatever reason, which I still don't understand. They don't, they've never actually, they've never actually um, gotten into that. This briefing, they had a briefing, I told you, all this, there's a whistleblower inside the FBI that's leaking this stuff. Because I had the headline yesterday, or two days ago, that showed there was a notes from a 2017 briefing that the FBI, while Hillary, they knew that Hillary Clinton was doing all this stuff with Christopher Steele and Russian collusion, they were trying to figure out what was behind Trump's tweets. And then they have this, <clears throat> excuse me, they have this story where they were using anti-terror tools to target, these are whistleblowers within the FBI, uh, any parents that were raising objections over school board stuff. And they were using, they had them, you know, they, well, they'll, they put little tags on, on, the, on the file. Uh, it was like terror, uh, threat, all this. They, and they, that's the tag that they used, and it was a file uh, that was managed by the FBI's Counterterrorism Division. So the FBI's Counterterrorism Division was looking at parents that were speaking out against bad school boards, running for school boards, speaking out at their school board meetings, and the FBI was targeting them. And then Project, Ver- Project Veritas showed that they were also targeting news media and... I guess Veritas was one of them. And that a a federal investigation was launched into Project Veritas the same day that Ashley Biden's attorney, Roberta Kaplan, said, quote, this is insane. We should send to SDNY in response to a request for comment on the contents of Ashley Biden's abandoned diary. So a whistleblower and this is what I think is fascinating. I mean, these stories, we kind of knew some of this stuff. But what I think is interesting is now there is definitely someone within the FBI that's like completely unhappy with how the agency is running stuff. And they're sending this stuff out. That's actual whistleblowing because this is not what this agency is supposed to be doing. And this person's telling on them. We have a lot on the way. We have Lauren Boebert coming up at the bottom of the hour. We have headlines on the way as well. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. 
gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, Norm McDonald, and this is a really cool story, he apparently filmed a secret final Netflix stand up special before he passed away. And it's a comedy first. He, he self shot a final hour of his new stand-up to be released in the event of his death. And it's being said that the material is fantastic and that people, that those who are, are involved in it hope that people appreciate it. He passed away last September and he, it was, it's, it, he privately shot it. Nobody knew it. He kept everything private, his illness, everything. And he went to the hospital summer 2020 and, uh, they said that literally the night before he went in for a procedure, he wanted to get this stand-up on tape just in case it, things went south. And that's according to his longtime producing partner, Lori Joe uh, Hoekstra. She said it was his intention to have a special to share if something happened. How crazy is this? So I'm, I'm totally going to watch this. Look at that. That's pretty amazing. Scientists have reversed death. Well, in your eyeballs. An astonishing feat. They brought dead eyes back to life. Kane, there's so many jokes. Eyes taken from organ donors five hours after death responded to light with an electrical activity only previously seen in the living recorded. The authors of the discovery say it raises the question of whether brain death as it is currently defined is truly irreversible. And brain death is when someone is no longer able to survive without life support and they can't breathe on their own. And they say it's considered irreversible, but science demonstrated by the team could be used to study other tissues in the central nervous system like the brain or spine. Uh, and it was the Moran Eye Center at the University of Utah. And they were talking about photoreceptor cells. This is, that's pretty, I mean, at least for your eyes. And today in Dub, people are avoiding social media because they have depression over it. Mm. Yeah, of course they did. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is up next. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. 
Thanks, Jen. Um, HHS just put out a statement clarifying um, around some reports uh, that crack pipes are not going to be part of the safe smoking kits that are funded by mm -hmm. the administration. Um, but can you clarify for us, were they never a part of the kit or were they removed in response to this reporting and this pushback? They were never a part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. Well, you all remember that press conference when they were asked about the Washington Free Beacons report. I can't even believe this is a topic. I cannot even believe it's 2022. I thought we'd be talking about flying cars and we're we're talking about crack pipes being given away by the government. Babies can't get formula, but hey, you can get yourself an artisanal crack pipe, probably supervised by Hunter Biden. I don't know. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Joining me now, really love this woman, Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. And she's uh, good to see you. I love the hat, too, by the way. I Thanks so much, Dana. feel like I got to apologize to you because you're a sitting member of Congress. And I have to ask you about the Biden administration lying about giving people like literal actual crack pipes they lied about it now it came out that a number of cities across the country are actually providing sometimes two and more in these kits that they're giving away to people meanwhile runaway inflation sh formula shortage so much more i just got to get your take on this and again i'm so sorry to ask you this question well, Dana, it's actually really important because uh, this is not something that the federal government should be doing, especially at a time like this. And Congressman Dan Bishop and I actually introduced legislation to prevent the federal government from, for, from funding these crack pipes. And we were called uh, incorrect. We were say, we were told that this was not correct reporting. Uh, you heard Jin Psaki say that crack pipes were never going to be put in these safe smoking kits. And lo and behold, uh, the Free Beacon has come out uh, with images of these free smoking kits. I, I posted it on my Twitter at Lauren Bobert, And uh, you see the images of these crack pipes in these safe smoking kits. So we actually have the Hunter Act to prevent the federal government from funding crack pipes and providing them to American citizens, especially at a time like this, where we have runaway inflation, where we have an invasion at our southern border. Uh, and uh, this is a priority by the Biden administration. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting when uh, even Elon Musk said that he was going to next purchase Coca-Cola and put the Coke back in it. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Has Hunter been making more requests? <laughs> <laughs> so oh he didn't gosh. get enough from the federal government. Now he's going after Elon. Uh, but no, this is where we're at, Dana, and it's a really sad time. It's it's wild to me that we are have we're in the middle of a formula shortage, which I mm -hmm. never thought that that would be something that we would that would come up as a as a headline topic for me to discuss ever. It's a, you know 2022 United States. We have a formula shortage. But yet we're giving away free crack pipes. And then I just saw this headline this morning about how uh, apparently the administration is giving uh, staff in the House free Peloton memberships as well. The Capitol Police and other staff members. Uh, I, I mean, meanwhile, people are scrimping and saving and struggling and driving, you know, 20 miles here and there, going to all these stores just to be able to feed their kids. Right. Well, you know, it, it's interesting uh, that we are having this baby formula shortage. Perhaps it's from all the men who are 
becoming pregnant and um, cannot uh, lactate on their own. So maybe that's where this shortage is coming from, or it could be the uh, pallets that are being sent to the southern border for all the illegal aliens breaking our laws to come into our country. Um, but don't worry, uh, Congress, you know, they, they, they don't actually get out uh, and uh, interact with their district as, as much as they ought to. So now we have um, free Peloton uh, subscriptions for those, uh, you know, that just hang out in D.C. Yeah. at all of the fancy parties and everything. You, you know, you got to get your a good point. somehow. All the men that now say all the we were told that men can now get pregnant. So they need to just step up and lactate. I mean, that's actually a very good point. And then maybe we would not be struggling under this formula shortage. We're talking with Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. OK, so I got to switch gears and get into this disinformation board. Uh this there was another development about this. Uh, what's her face? Kane Nina Jankowitz. The she's like a theater kid. Makes me hate theater even that much more. And she apparently spends all her time in D.C. recording herself and putting videos up on TikTok and Instagram, etc. So you are leading this effort to defund this information board. Do we even know how much money they've allocated? For this, they kept saying that it was going to be focused on, uh, you know, like Russian issues and Russian misinformation. But all of the stuff that they've said about it has been about Twitter and what Republicans share on Twitter and about Elon Musk acquiring Twitter. It hasn't been even the main focus that with which they announced this board. Do we even know how where's their oversight? How much money are they getting? Well, we are trying to have congressional oversight um, over this board so we can know the, that information. And we have not been uh, uh, told what they're actually spending on it, but we know that it needs to be defunded. And we know that uh, no federal government agency should ever be created that's similar to this. Uh, it's funny because Secretary Mayorkas, who needs to be impeached for his handling at the southern border, um, said that Nina Jankowitz was an expert on disinformation. Um, and actually, I would agree with that because she lies all the dang time. And unfortunately, the American people have been lied to over and over about so many things that are going wrong in our country. Uh, it's interesting that they are now wanting to be the arbiters of truth um, to combat disinformation. But it, it's really pretty simple. The Biden regime has nothing to run on. They can't run on the border crisis. They can't run on the supply chain crisis. And after all, um, maybe if Mayor Pete wasn't at home trying to figure out how to chest feed, we would have uh, our, our supply chains running in order and we would have baby formula to feed American babies, um, but they can't run on the baby formula crisis. They can't run on the inflation crisis. They can't run on the crashing yeah. stock market or our economy uh, that's actually shrinking with negative GDP growth. So their strategy is to create this disinformation governance board, hire a political hack like Nina Jankowitz, and try to silence the truth about their failures. Uh, this new department of propaganda is an attack on our right to free speech. It's un-American, un it's unconstitutional, and it needs to go. Yeah, it's it, and it's amazing to me. Like, for instance, today, they had a tweet from the White House. White House tweeted out uh, that when Biden took office, they, there were no vaccines. And uh, since he's taken office, we've had vaccines and uh, everybody's getting back to work. 3.6 percent unemployment rate. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you shut down the economy and then everybody goes back to work. But when he was saying, Congresswoman, that there were no vaccines... I mean, correct me if I'm Not wrong, true. I don't think I am. He was double shot. He had two shots and a booster at that point, and Pfizer and Moderna were already putting out vaccines. So where's the disinformation board there? 
Right. Uh, the White House themselves, they are the ones who need uh, oversight with the disinformation. Uh, they've actually partnered with big tech and been open about that um, to silence uh, dissenting uh, content. Uh, these these folks who are just simply asking questions or saying, you know what, I, I don't feel comfortable having uh, uh, unconstitutional medical ma mandates uh, uh, placed on me. And these people were silenced. We were silenced about COVID-19 and so many other things. Uh, I, I, the Babylon Bee was removed yeah. for saying that a man was a man and not a woman. Uh, you know, so it, it really is the White House themselves who are putting out disinformation and they need oversight on uh, and, and actual fact checkers so the American people can hear the truth. And it's not the federal government that I trust to get truth from. Mm -hmm. uh, I trust the American people. Uh, they are far more equipped to uh, research content and get gather information and put that information out than the federal government is. They yeah. want to push their agenda and that's it. Yeah, that's it, completely it. We're talking with Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and she's been leading this effort to defund this disinformation board. They call it a board and we don't, there's so little that we know about it, with, which I think is just so indicative of how how big government has gotten, mm -hmm. how big it's grown. And they're still talking about, you know, whether it's getting money to, to hire more IRS agents, even though they're apparently not sending out everybody's refund because they they can't for some reason. They want to hire more IRS agents. They want to uh, spend more on expanding government. Yet at the same time, you know, here you have Americans struggling. There's We, we don't know anything about this disinformation board. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it just feels, I mean, I get the frustration from people. I, I really feel it. What are you hearing from your constituents in Colorado? Because I know Colorado, it's such a fascinating state. You and I have talked about this before. Had 63 years of Republican governance and then in like two election cycles went blue. But yet people are so mad about that. And I know they're clawing and trying right. to fight to get their, their legislature back. What are you hearing from your state? I mean, I'm sure people are fed up. Dana, people are absolutely fed up. Um, it started when we were shut out of our businesses and locked into our homes. Our children were kept out of schools. And then when they were allowed back in schools, they were all masked up. And then we have a governor who wants to pretend that he was lenient on these lockdowns uh, now that they're over with. And, and it's just not true. Um, it, it, we have been under this one-party Democrat rule um, for quite some time now in Colorado. And I can't point to anything good. We have um, lost many of our Second Amendment rights. Colorado was a very gun-friendly state mm -hmm. um, to legal gun owners uh, until recently, uh, and they are continuously passing more and more legislation to infringe on our rights, and uh, it's just it's just not what it once was. And it's interesting, it was when universal mail-in ballots were introduced in Colorado, that's when our state flip to blue. But if you actually travel our state, it's a very conservative state. We have farmers and ranchers uh, in our state who, who keep our economy going. Um, water is our lifeblood issue in in Colorado. And these are the things that I am fighting for. And I, I do believe that we will be able to take Colorado back and flip it eventually. It may take some time. Uh, but there are some strong conservatives who are not giving up on Colorado. And they certainly do not like the one-party rule that we, were, uh, that we are currently under nationally. Uh, it, these bad policies have consequences, and unfortunately, everyone is paying the price for it. But Dana, I want your listeners to know that I've been fighting uh, against this one-party rule, against this disinformation board, um, even since the since it was uh, announced. And I've I've joined um, letters to the Secretary of DHS to introduce legislation. Um, you know, help press conferences so we could get this information out to the American public. And I, I do want to make it known that this uh, disinformation government 
Governance Board. It's under DHS, Department yeah, of Homeland wild. Security. It's so wild, Dana. This was created after 9-11 to prevent terrorism, and now it's being used to terrorize American citizens. And this is a militant form, uh, arm of the government. Yeah. Well, it's they like the FBI classifying mechanisms. parents as terrorists. The, the, uh, Jim Jordan right. was tweeting about that earlier. Uh, that report showing that parents who were raising concerns at their kids' school board, at school board meetings, they were cla- it, it was under their counterterrorism department right. at the FBI. Right. This is absolutely absurd. Moms and dads being called domestic terrorists for having a say in their children's education. You know, in Colorado, this is another one of the egregious things that's happened. We have comprehensive sex ed in Colorado. And uh, I mean, in this, uh, abstinence is anything that doesn't produce a pregnancy. Uh, Abortion is a form of birth control. Uh, This is so extreme. We're teaching our elementary age students how to have and enjoy same-sex sex, how to self-pleasure them, uh, themselves. This is absolutely absurd, and this is not what uh, the schools were created for. This is not what it was intended for. Uh, actually, my favorite piece of legislation currently in the House of Representatives is introduced by Congressman Thomas Massey, and it's one sentence, and it simply, it simply says that the Department of Education, the Federal Department of Education, will cease to ex- exist December 31st, 2022. I love that. I mean, because this yeah. it needs to be localized anyway. Parents, that's what the whole reason we have local control with school boards, superintendents, right. local elections. I mean, it's all designed for that. And DC's tried to hijack it. One last quick thing, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, uh, ultra MAGA. I'm ultra Dana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ultra. <laughs> I, I can't deny it. I love uh, it. You know, I, I love. I, I love I, that. That's a talking point with the, with the left. Yes. You know, um, Biden does just continue to give us these gems uh, from uh, corn pop to ultra MAGA. You know, it just never ends. So if there's one thing that we can uh, all smile about, it's all these gaffes that we get from him. But uh, but Dana, I do want your listeners to know that primaries are happening all over the country right now. Ohio just nominated my friend J.D. Vance uh, for their Senate candidate, their nominee. And there's an important election in Pennsylvania happening on Tuesday. And I'm running for re-election right now too and we the people have to rise up because mm. the the time for saying someone else will take care of it has come and gone we need conservatives across america to get out and vote and take five friends with them to the polls conservatives in congress need the authority and the ability to end things like this department of disinformation this department of propaganda the ministry of truth and have a check on the anti-freedom biden regime amen to that and i have to say congresswoman bobert has always been a strong never ever questioned where you've been on your second amendment stance i've never questioned it you've always been for individual liberty and you're one of the people that are in dc that don't just talk but you also work and sponsor legislation and push it too which a lot of people don't realize that that's you know not everyone is as active as that and you you really do it. So appreciate that that real genuineness because it's you don't see a lot of it in D.C. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, good luck on your reelection as well. We're going to be watching that. I'm sure we'll be talking with you again soon. Thank you, my friend. Awesome. Good to see you. Thanks so much, Dana. Mm-hmm. Small business owners, have you ever had an employee altercation in the workplace, an issue with employee attendance or performance issues? Stop struggling with HR. The bad news is that one complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. The good news is that Bambi is here to help. Bambi is an HR platform for small business owners and helps implement good HR practices. Built for businesses like yours, Bambi's HR Autopilot automates your core policies, your workplace training, and employee feedback. 
Then your U.S.-based dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance, all available by phone, email, or real-time chat. An in-house HR manager can cost up to 80000 a year, but with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. Visit Bambi.com slash Dana Show today for your free HR audit. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Dana Show. Bambi.com slash Dana Show. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Bambi.com slash Dana Show. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. All right, Kane, let's play let's play a, a role-playing game here real quick with a story. So you're a police officer, right? All right. And you stop a Vero Beach, Florida man because it seems like he's driving under the influence, swerving a bit. All right. And... You you ask him about, you know, has he had any drinks? Because you smelled some alcohol on his breast. 69-year-old Earl Stevens. Sure. And Mr. Stevens says, yes, Officer Kane, but I was only drinking at the stop signs and stop lights. So he wasn't drinking and driving? Not his... while he was driving. Right. Only at the stop lights and the stop signs. Well, you're still going to jail. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, too. He only had a Florida ID card, and he told the deputy he'd never actually had a valid license, but he was in his vehicle. He was drinking a bottle of Jim Beam out of a brown paper bag. So he's, he's, you know, I mean, it's, it's like a book cover for your liquor. And he told deputies that he did not recall hitting the car in front of him either because he tried to pull over and park his car and he bumped in front of it in, at this McDonald's. He pulled into a McDonald's and just <laughs> ran right into this car. And the cops asked him, they're like, well, we think you're drunk. You smell like liquor. You literally have Jim Beam in a paper bag, you know, in your seat. And he's like, but officer, I was only drinking at the stoplights and stop signs. That is technically not drinking and driving. That argument shockingly did not work. They arrested him anyway. He got charged with driving under the influence. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. Hey, folks, my new special Biden's Big Oil Lie is available right now exclusively on the first TV. As gas prices rise, the financial squeeze on American families is getting tighter by the day. And instead of easing that suffering, the administration hides behind calculated red tape regulations to dismantle domestic energy production. And the motivation, why is Biden and the Green Agenda cronies, why have they sold out America so easily? I'll break it all down and explain the massive national security ramifications in Biden's Big Oil Lie. Biden's Big Oil Lie is available now for the First TV subscribers. Just visit thefirsttv.com slash Dana, subscribe and start watching today. And remember, as a First TV subscriber, you not only get access to exclusive specials and content, you're supporting the only network dedicated to the fight for free speech. And that's why they're called The First. So don't miss Biden's Big Oil Lie at thefirsttv.com slash Dana. Reserving the right to object, my oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. 
In March, inflation hit a 40-year high. Gasoline alone is up 48%, and energy prices are up 32% over the last year. Food prices have increased by nearly 9%. Used vehicle prices are up 35% for the year, and new vehicle prices have increased 12% or more. Yes, inflation doesn't just come out of nowhere. It comes from deficit spending. The United States spent nearly $5 trillion on COVID-19 bailouts, leading to one of the highest and most sustained levels of inflation in U.S. history. Americans are feeling the pain, and Congress seems intent only on adding to that pain by shoveling more money out the door as fast as they can. Mm. That's uh, Senator Rand Paul, and he's not wrong. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. And that's after Democrats, they, they uh, well, they were pushing for that 40-something billion dollars going to Ukraine and Rand Paul saying wait 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 why are we spending all of this money for this purpose welcome back to the show happy Friday Dana Lash here with you the point that he makes is a great one he's been getting I noticed uh, he was getting a lot of uh, heat on that too wasn't he like people were like what I, I don't understand why it's bad to question spending because it shouldn't be like some sacred cow, you know, you should be able to, you know, question where and how our money's being spent and whether or not, you know, how much is too much at this point. Although I will say, you know, the whole thing, and I was, I've been watching some of these headlines because it was all in the headlines right when it all kicked off and everybody was watching, but I don't, have you, did you see, we don't need to play it, but there's this video somebody made because Russia makes, they have all these tanks. They they came out. They made all. Uh, they came out with some of like their new gen, next gen tanks, and it was supposed to be awesome. And they immediately were just totally blowed up when they got out. And so somebody made this video. You know how Richard Richard Attenborough he narrates like all the Planet Earth stuff, and he'll be like the salmon swimming upstream to end their lives and the, and so he actually I think I am going to play it. He uh, somebody did this video. And they were talking about how they were making, they did it like this David, I said Richard Attenborough, they did it like this David Attenborough thing. Can't, I'm dropping this in Slack. Play, yeah, yeah, play this. This is hysterical. This is a Russian tank. Like the Pacific Salmon, Russian tanks migrate long distances from the abyss of Russia to end their lives in Ukraine's beautiful fields. Driven by an evolutionary desire to end their life somewhere better, after reaching Ukraine, all species of Russian tank die. Oh the 2022 so run funny. was a major event for predators, such as Ukrainian SOF teams, TB2 Bayraktars, and local farmers on tractors. <laughs> Most tank species pop their turrets to celebrate the end of their life cycles. That is so, they pop their turrets to celebrate the end of their life cycles. But all of the, I mean, this is, it's been something really wild to watch. This was supposed to be, I mean, they, this was a military that lived off its legacy after World War II. You know, they, they had their V for, vic, they had their victory day where they did their, uh, they had their thermonuclear missiles. They dragged them through the Red Square and Putin was out there limping and all that stuff. And they they were like, we did it. I think the weather was probably a huge part of that. Like the weather really did that for you, I think. 
but they were they've long lived on this legacy and they've they've really uh, talked up and had a lot of propaganda about their a ground game and their ability on the ground and you know their tank division etc and then when when it came down to it I mean this is nothing short of disastrous I think this is going to be looked back as one of the worst military exercises that I mean I don't know that that I I think in modern era I'm sure they're going to teach this you know and military colleges, military academies, because it's that it's just that bad. He ref, he st- he was he failed in his effort to stop any potential expansion of NATO. And I really reject some of the stuff that I hear from some people on the right, where they say, "Well, what do you expect Russia to do? Russia's very uh, concerned. They they don't want NATO on their border. They, NATO's already been on their borders. What the hell do you people not know your geography? There are a number of Eastern Bloc countries that have since joined NATO. A number of them. So NATO's already at their borders. They're just trying to saber rattle. What you're talking about is refusing to allow other sovereign nations, you know, like, like Finland and Norway and others. You don't think that they, those sovereign nations should be able to act independently of Russia. That's not a very conservative position if your whole ethos is about conservative in, individual liberty and, and sovereignty. You know, it's it, look, if if Russia doesn't want any war, all Russia has to do is just stop being shady. No one wants to take over Russia. OK, no one is into that. You know, people are fine with just visiting Red Square, you know, and taking their little Insta, their little Insta influencer pictures. That's it. Nobody wants to take over Russia. Right. Nobody wants the bread lines. Nobody wants the commies. You know, those and those people are mad at their government. The moms and dads are mad because their sons have been all sent out to war. Nobody wants to take them over. You know, that's the whole thing. I mean, did all of these NATO countries that when they joined NATO, did, did the United States and France and, U- and UK, did they take over all these NATO countries? Did we take over Moldova? Did we take over? No, no, we haven't done any of that. They just got to stop. But he, he didn't curb the eastward expansion of NATO. Now, here's the other thing. They have sanctions are forcing them to use appliance parts and military gear and their military uh, uh, equipment. Did you hear about this? So because Western tech sales are banned, they're using computer chips meant for household appliances and their battle gear. So that's another problem with the this uh, with a lot of their equipment. And that, well, and I told you at the very beginning of this that the, the all the reports about how poorly they maintained their artillery and everything else and how they didn't even really get full training with their soldiers. Uh, that's, that's incredibly troubling and that's going to be a huge signal. So at that V for victory day, here's something to pay attention to their little victory parade that they had in red square. And that's when Putin came out and, uh, they had, uh, uh, all these generals that were sitting out there, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things that, uh, geopolitical analysts noted is that for the first time that anybody, since they've been doing this, for the first time, it was only Russian officials that were there in the square watching all this. Now, normally in the past, they, you know, the Chinese would send like a small delegation, right? And they would go and they would sit and they would watch all this stuff. Uh, you would have a couple of other countries, you know, that are a little more friendlier to Russia. China didn't send anybody. This is the first time China didn't send anybody. And that's incredibly significant because it shows that there's some, there's a lot, there's daylight between what 
between China and Russia. Everyone thinks that, you know, they're frenemies, but they're going to work together. And if Russia's doing this with Ukraine, then this is the time for China to act. But I'd always maintain that that's a possibility, but Russia would have to actually be uh, successful and they they would actually have to be well-trained and well-resourced, which they're not at all. This has been a disaster for them. The ruble is bought, is worthless. They are, I mean, they're destroyed. They're utterly destroyed. They're destroyed on the world stage. There's photos of uh, of Putin's own yacht getting raided. Where did, was this? I was reading this just, uh, it was like over the weekend. His yacht got raided, when his yachts got raided. Um, he's a laughing stock. They spent so much time and so much propaganda making him look like this badass. And now look at him. He, he's try- he walks weird because he's hiding a limp. That's from all the video in the Red Square. He was, when he sits across all these world leaders, he was meeting with uh, uh, Lukashenko, uh, Belarus. He, when he was meeting with these world leaders, he was sitting real weird and his feet would not stop moving and he was gripping the table. Uh, he looked pale and bloated and sick. And he was sitting there with a blanket on his lap, which to me, the fact that he cho- that he allowed himself to appear in public with a blanket on his lap, it may have never had a blanket on his lap. This is a guy who would like pretend to, you know, be hiking up in Siberia with snow shirtless. He was so into the 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 st- the strongman propaganda and the fact they had a blanket on his lap, something that small was incredibly significant. Now, there's an oligarch that says that. He was secretly recorded saying Putin has blood cancer. He said that he has an ongoing health issue. It's likely blood cancer. And that explains some of the apparently some of the stuff. And it was it was an audio recording of this oligarch's comments. It was obtained by this Western venture capitalist. I don't know how. Clearly something's wrong with him, though. And so looking back, taking a step back, looking at the way Russia has handled this and everything, you know, that they're dealing with now, all these mangled military uh, vehicles, the complete botched uh, assault on Kiev, all of this. China has been looking at that. Of course, they're not going to send a delegation over there. Because see, with all the discussion about China, and I do think China is the biggest threat, and I think they're infinitely more, uh, more threatening than Russia, you still have those same issues. You know what I mean? You still have that. You can have the numbers that you want, but if you don't have the willpower and if you don't have the right training and the resourcing, et cetera, then you're just going to be in the exact same position as Russia. And that's where China still is, even militarily. So that's, that's something to take into consideration. Very interesting. But yeah, I was, I, I'm, I'm fascinated because it is such here you had, like, they they have his surrogates out there threatening the Iron Curtain again. And it's just such a weak little meow. It really is. It's just the last gasp of this regime. But there's always a new regime, you know? That's how, that's how it always is. We have more to come as well, including here coming up, uh, I've got some culture for you. And we've got some... Uh, education headlines you remember those uh arizona parents they found out that the school board had compiled this dossier on them labeled them wackos and was like looking at where they worked and all of this well they filed suit we're going to discuss that we got a whole bunch of other stuff that you don't want to miss 
As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Hmm. So, a uh, couple things here. The uh, Russian oil revenues have soared 50%, hitting a record high. Now, we were talking about the sanctions. Kane says that the ruble is actually more valuable now than it was pre there but for the first month though it did take but there need but but it wasn't consistently held though especially when you still have people buying oil and lng from russia so the u.s uh because the soaring commodity exports just while our our trade deficits blowing out as a record high on its own so their oil and gas revenues hit uh a high in april 1.8 trillion rubles in a single month after 1.2 trillion in march and you have you have uh, you do have China and others that are buying their oil. So there's, you know. Now speaking of Russia, a Russian oligarch died of toad poisoning. He died of toad poisoning. Well, oil billionaire Alexander Subotin did. He was the sixth oligarch who died um, died under mysterious circumstances since Russia invaded Ukraine. It was a toxic. It was uh, he was it was toxic toad venom. Apparently, it was a hangover cure administered by a, a, a shaman. He is a 43-year-old former executive with Luke Oil, Russia's largest privately owned oil company. And he also owned a successful shipping operation in Finland called New Transport. He was recovered from the basement of the house in a suburb of Moscow. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I'm sure it's just an accident, Kane. Justice Alito appears remotely... After his uh, after an uh, in, in appearance after protest over his leaked opinion, he spoke remotely as he addressed a crowd at the Antonin Scalia School of Law, George Mason University, and he uh, was did not want to dis- obviously he's not going to discuss SCOTUS stuff, but he did fe- he was in a it was closed circuit from another room at the Supreme Court seven miles away rather than in person a sign that it's not that was not normal for sure. Calvin Klein is including a woman who is pregnant but identifies as a man and that was part of their Mother's Day campaign and part of their ad campaign going forward. Uh, They put it up on Instagram. They say that it's a trans man even though it's a woman who identifies as a man and yeah, I don't. We went from Mark we went from Mark Wahlberg and Kate Moss to this. For Calvin Klein. Just want to lay that out there. Mark Wahlberg to this. Yeah. So, no. Uh, let's see here. A couple of other things. Uh, this. 
I'm going to pull this up here. The growing share, according to CNN, their headline, growing share of coronavirus deaths are amongst vaccinated people. But they say booster shots will lower the risk. Wait, what? But I thought if it's... But the vaccine is supposed to prevent all this. I am not talking about the graphic NFT stuff from Madonna because it's disgusting. We have a lot more on the way, including some wokery. We have some stuff left with the economy and two ways. Stick with us. Elizabeth Warren has a problem with math as the Senate shoots down the Democrats' radical abortion bill. Producer inflation numbers remain painfully high, and it turns out those draconian Georgia election laws are resulting in record early voting numbers. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Yes, we're exploring every option. I think when you look at the Defense Production Act, you have to ensure that it would actually achieve what you're trying to achieve. And so we're also looking at that as well. And we have been working. This is one of the reasons, obviously, the president called CEOs today of some of these vital companies to determine what more can be done. Because we know that with one major supplier uh, having part of their supply off the marketplace, the one of the easiest and fastest ways to address that is to increase supply from a, some of the other suppliers um, and also to import more, which is a step we're working to take. What about deregulation? Is that a part of it? <clears throat> They've been meeting and talking about this. What about allowing European manufacturers to ac- access the market and having deregulation? I mean, seems like an obvious question. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Friday. I mean, it is, they said that they, the Abbott plant rejects, because they did a, a voluntary recall but when they they said that none of the um, formula that they were processing actually came into contact with any part of the manufacturing facility at which there could have been any bacteria present but outside of that I'm just not I know that they've been asking uh, and Marco Rubio was one of them to ask to ask Biden to invoke the Defense Production Act which was something Saki was alluding to here and direct the FDA to approve of a European Union-approved infant formula and then reopen the Abbott formula plant. Do you really have to have the EU to approve it? Like, why are we... Do, why, why are you involved them? It's just more big government garbage. Why involve them? To increase... Just increase... Allow Abbott to run its facility and ease back regulations. Deregulate and give... Europe access to this market. I mean, 80, there's like a big, a big, uh, I don't know how much Abbott Laboratories produces, but it seems as though, and I think that because the government has made this work worse for quite some time. And I, and the other crazy thing is that regulations also still play into this even here. But I am, like I said, I'm just, I'm super curious why, if that's, if that's, why that wasn't part of her message when she was speaking to the press. I mean, I'm, I mean, and the the thing with the formula with Abbott Laboratories, that happened back in February. 
And so that entire time, and people were talking about this the entire time. Good heavens. Yeah. And as I said earlier, when I was talking with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, and you can go see our discussions on YouTube. So this is what, so we have tax dollars going towards, pulling this up, Peloton memberships for House staff and some Capitol Police. It was, a, it was an email that was obtained by Fox Business from the Office of the Chief Administrative Officer, the Premier Employee Benefit, which is made to all Capitol Police, is going to provide staffers with both Peloton All Access and a Peloton app, the membership at no monthly cost. And it's going to be offered to about 10,000 people on staff working for the house and 2300 capital police and that the contract cost is a $10,000 upfront payment to Peloton $10 per month charge for each staffer so if you have 12,000 staffers that do this it's $120,000 a month that's that's a lot of money and they offered it to 10,000 well, actually, it is. It's actually twelve thousand three hundred. So you're looking at six figures a month of our taxpayer dollars paying for this, for Peloton. Anybody else have a problem with this? This is what we paid our tax dollars for. The email that was sent from the office, they told the staff uh, and officers they would have access to thousands of live and on-demand classes, et cetera, et cetera. And Peloton said that they did confirm that the house is extending Peloton corporate wellness to all their staff and Capitol Police. So Peloton confirmed it. Good heavens. I have a Peloton bike and I hate it. Hate it. I want to sell it. I wish, do they have a thing where you can take it, we can send it lightly used back? I'm a runner. I don't know why I got, I don't know why I got this bike. It's ridiculous. You know what? Save yourself some money if you're, if you're hell bent on getting a Peloton, you know what you do? Just get the app then if you have to, and then just buy like a regularly priced exercise bike, like on Amazon or, you know, on Walmart or something, Costco, anywhere. It's, I'm just, trust me. But that's, golly, this is crazy. Crazy, crazy that this is just, that we're spending this much, 120000 I mean, do most people, can most average everyday Americans just go out and afford like that kind of, that kind of, you know, $120,000 for this. Why in the hell are we funding this? Why in the world? Million dollar question. A few other things here. I want to make sure that we get to before we wrap up the week because you want to be set for the weekend. Uh, and we have, by the way, we'll have that interview with Lauren Bobert up on, um, I'll put up, we'll have it up, uh, excerpts up on social media as well. So I, I shared with you in the very beginning, we were talking about wokery, and I said there was some good news. There's a little bit of, a little glimmer of good news. And that's over, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's over at Netflix. So Netflix, after everything with Dave Chappelle, they have decided, they sent a memo to all their employees and they blasted their employees if, if they had their feelings hurt because Dave Chappelle does his 
does his show and makes some jokes. This is after their stock price plummeted 37% late, late April. So they sent out this culture memo dealing with artistic expression. And they said, quote, if you'd find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. And the memo added that employees may be required to work on projects that they, quote, perceive to be harmful. And if they have a hard time accepting their work assignment, they might want to consider working elsewhere. Uh, I think this is an amazing thing. This is an amazing story. They might consider working elsewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, you just do your job. No one cares what your feelings are about it. Now, apparently, a lot of the centers on, you know, obviously the comedy special that that Netflix put out. But then, you know, he makes I mean, comedy is about making something that's off limits within limits. And they I mean, they told them, they said, look, if you don't support what we do and we support artistic expression of the creators with whom we choose to work, then and we let viewers decide what's appropriate for them, you can leave. I think the whole thing about somebody running up on stage attacking him was kind of the last straw, though. I really do think that. I think that I, I do think that that was like it. People are done. They're absolutely done with it. Just like how yesterday Washington Post wanted to go after the gaming industry and they were asking like Blizzard and Act, which is funny because these people who are writing this, they're re- they're literally asking uh, CCP controlled companies because Activision they ended up acquiring you know, Activision Blizzard. They they had uh, acquisition. They they end up asking these companies that are owned by the CCP. What do you think the CCP is going to say about this stuff? I mean, come on. Now, speaking of which, if you get my email newsletter, I sent out a couple of, uh, I think it was on Monday. Maybe it was the Monday email prep. I gave you three suggestions of things that I'm watching. Outer Range, which is like dark meets Yellowstone. If you don't know what dark is, it was this uh, German sci-fi series. It was really cool, but you had to watch like every second of it. Uh, but it's like sci-fi meets Western, and it's a very about a very modest ranching family. Uh, very cool. Outer Range. And then The Offer, which is about how The Godfather was made. Godfather is one of the best movies that's ever been committed to celluloid. It's just an absolute masterpiece, and Francis Ford Coppola is a genius. Uh, and it, it gets into the true story of how The Godfather was made. The only downside is that uh, you might look at Sinatra a little different, because he always thought that Johnny Fontaine was about him. And, and Johnny Fontaine wasn't really about Sinatra, but Sinatra thought that Mario Puzo wrote Fontaine to be like an insult to him. And apparently him and Puzo, this old restaurant out in L.A. called Chasson's, that they got into a yelling match. It, uh, in the, the series goes over that. But it looks at how the mob actually tried to stop that movie being made. And then they ended up, then they ended up loving it because it was, you know, it's such a great film. But yeah, it was very, it was very interesting. Very interesting. You would like, you, y'all would like it. And, and if you like The Godfather, you'd like this. And it's uh, Matthew Good from uh, Downton Abbey. He was also Ozymandias in The Watchmen. He plays like, uh, what is it? Bob Evans, uh, Robert Evans, a uh, producer who, for Paramount. And he plays this so great. It's such, it's like, it's really a good role for him. Miles Teller, this is his standout role as Al Ruddy, the guy who produced Godfather. He also was behind uh, Hogan's Heroes, which I didn't know. And he also produced Million Dollar Baby. That was like his last project. I mean, it's amazing, like all these common threads. But it's a great story. Uh, And then, oh, a quick thing. So Al Ruddy, uh, the lady that he was involved with at the time that he was producing The Godfather, this chick owned uh, Chateau Marmont. 
And then she ended up going to that. There's a whole documentary on this like cult that was up in Oregon with this Indian dude. And she ended up being like involved in that. I know it's crazy. Anyway, you got to watch that. And then the other thing I've been watching was Tokyo Vice. Totally like not for all ages. And you might have to fast forward through some parts. But Tokyo Vice is really great. Ansel Egwert, his dad's a, uh, Arthur Egwert's like a photographer. He did all kinds of stuff for Vogue in the early 90s. Uh, Ansel Egwert plays. It's a true story uh, based on this guy who went to Mizzou, got a J school degree, uh, and then ended up going and being uh, a vice reporter for one of Japan's like largest newspapers. And this was in the 90s. Really, really interesting. Yakuza features in it. It's a really great series. So you got to check it out. And then last but not least... Kane, you sent me this link, didn't you? Who sent me this link? Was it you or was it uh, Steve that gave me this link about Elden Ring? Oh, I did, yeah. Okay, you sent me this link. So I, so I started Elden Ring because I just about, I, I always try to do one thing at a time because I just, I play casually. And everyone, some people are like, oh, it's too hard or it's, it's, it's you, you gotta, you, yeah, a friend of ours sent this over. So apparently Musk plays Elden Ring and I'm fascinated about what his character build is. You're going to have to indulge my like little non-political nerdiness for a minute. Um, have you gotten it yet, Kane? Are you playing it? No, I haven't. My son is. I'm not. I haven't yet. Well, okay. What's his build? I, well, I have no idea. I have no clue. You text that boy right now and you ask him right, what his build is. I am fascinated to know. And then, and then he can summon me if he's got a boss fight because you can summon your friends. It's not like total couch co-op, but you can total summon, totally summon your friends. Anyway, because I'm a confessor class and I am not maidenless. I'm a confessor class on Elden Ring. It's actually, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's different gameplay than anything I've ever done. And I, uh, I had played, um, before I got really, before I started playing this, and I'm going to continue, yes, playing it this weekend, I was doing Tiny Tina's, which is a spinoff of Borderlands, but the political correctness is killing my soul, but I did beat it, we did beat it last night, finally, because I, you know, getting into it and playing it, but Elden Ring is, is, is awesome, and so I have this thing, what did, what did he, what is his build, I didn't read this article, because you just sent it, what is his build? I don't know. For Elden Ring, because you can do, there's like a couple different, like, like characters you can play and that you get like different you know different strengths and they have different attributes and you know it just depends on how you like your gameplay and some i think are just a little bit better depending on your you know how you like to play than others obviously um but apparently he does summon and he changes out his talisman and all that so it's very interesting it says he favored an int or a dex build that could use both magic and dex based weapons like claws yeah so you have your you have your 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 magic powers and then your melee. Which is, that's always a good combo. I'm going to try not to like nerd you guys out too badly. But anyway, it's a very good, it's a good game. There's, it's the most non-PC game you'll ever get right now. So for that alone, you should get it. Because they don't care. If you try to like do some pronoun stuff, I'm pretty sure they'll send out some rage beast to come kill you. Pretty sure. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. DanaLash.com. Go up to subscribe. That's how you get my newsletter, chapter and verse. All kinds of good stuff. Because I send out, I mean, yeah, I send out a lot of meat and potatoes, but I also send out, you know, like some of the stuff that we were just talking about. And uh, the shows in that. And somebody was, somebody had asked me, um, and I was, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of it now. They were asking me about Elden Ring and, and if I had ever played Red Dead Redemption. I haven't yet. I want to, though. But I hear that that's incredibly time-consuming. 
Yeah, that's a huge yeah, which is which I like. I love that aspect, and I love westerns, and I like um, FPS. So that's that's very attractive. Very so, I think that might be my next thing when I stop getting murdered to death in Elden Ring. I'm still doing my builds. So it's a very different way of playing. I mean, when it very which is it's which I like. It's very different. And that's why it's interesting. But when I do it, I need to be able to have like a couple of uninterrupted hours, which is rare. So I'm a casual. I am not like a hardcore. I'm not going to get on Twitch. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I mean, there's there's people who can and probably and will do it. But anyway, so but I but um, but yeah, you should uh, you should check it out, Kane. I think and I and then I got to hear what your build would be. Because now you know how you're judging people. Now it's like we're judging people by what their builds are. Like what class did you pick? What's your build? Now you're totally judging people by that instead of anything else. To me it's like meta. The metaverse. Like I don't really care that much about it. Oh for the love. I really don't. See I'm telling you. We'll talk about this more. All right. Today's stupidity. All right. Um, well, it's Jen Psaki. On her last day of disinformation, she claims that Biden has taken steps every single day, even though he hasn't mentioned or uttered a word about baby formula prior to this week. Uh, he's addressing the problem, apparently. Listen. Is there more you think you could have done sooner? Well, look, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Uh, but I would say that we have what's important to note is as much as this wasn't being reported on because people were not seeing shortages at, at the stores as much, we did. There was an announced recall back in February, right? And there were steps we have been taking every single day since then really? the F- with the FDA in the lead to help address any potential shortage. Is that really what was going on? Not really. Okay. So what's going on. Folks, that does it for us today. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back with you on Monday.